If you have your notes um, in front of you, um, can I get um, a copy of that, please? I, I forgot to, oh, thank you. Forgot to grab one. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do this or not because uh, Pastor Stewart is working through Luke chapter 6 and the next passage is scary. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to read it to you and I'm, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to talk on this, but here we go. Um, Luke 6, chap, or Luke chapter 6, verses 27 to 31 says, But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on the cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. And I don't know, that, that doesn't sound like fun, you know? Um, but the part that I did, that, that did make sense to me, that wanted me to approach this verse was, do to others as you would have them do to you. And we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, you can see the, the title of the message today is Standing in the Gap. And earlier this week, I think it was, um, yeah, I think it was on Tuesday, and I had, was, um, was just thinking about this about sharing and I'm like god what what am I going to talk about I hadn't even looked I hadn't really looked at the verse yet and I don't often stand in my own doorway of my office but I noticed I was leaning up against the doorpost and I'm like lord what do I talk about and have you ever had a moment in time when all of a sudden you just you have a picture in 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 your mind's eye and you're just looking at it almost like a like a daydream just a moment and and uh and I'm sure Leonard you can you can maybe fill in gaps or whatnot if I'm wrong but I had this picture of a field in the summertime and it's hot and it was something that was planted in the spring to be harvested in the fall. But in the middle of, you know, in the summer, it's just work. It's tending, it's weeding, it's making sure that the plants are protected, that they're watered. You know, you're, you're just doing the work with not much fruit. And, um, and, and so I was just looking at it, and um, and I was thinking that 
we're in the we're in the summer. We just finished off the school year, and we're in this middle season where, yeah, we're busy. We're doing stuff, but you know we don't have little kids running around. Well, preschool has little kids running around, and but in the elementary ages and whatnot, you're you're preparing for next year. You're doing you're you ha- you're doing stuff. You're working but you're, you don't see the fruit of it yet. And, um, and so I just had like this thing in mind. And um, so I'm like, okay, God, how does, how does that play into this, this, um, this passage where you know, some really not nice things are happening and you're asking us to um, turn the other cheek, to give a coat and our shirt, you know, just going the extra mile. And and what it, what came to me was I mean it was it was pretty simple, but there will be times when not nice things happen. And like Doug had said, he's like, there was a time in my life when I would go there. And then, then he said, Well, I don't go there as often. It takes me a little bit while, a little longer to get there. And you know the work in progress, and and so the part of this this passage that I I don't like. I'm just going to say it. I say, Jesus, I don't like this. Is that I don't want us to feel like we need to suffer abuse. Because it happens. Um, And I don't think Jesus wants us to suffer abuse. But what I do believe the Lord is asking us to do is to respond in the opposite spirit. Is to... Like, do to others what you would have them do to you. Something unpleasant or even evil may have happened. And it's not right. But Jesus makes a way for us to turn it around. And so... um, I'm going to, so I said, responding in the opposite spirit. And there's also a thing, uh, when we respond in the opposite spirit, especially to something that is, quote unquote, violent, even if it's just a, a mean word said, there's a violence behind it. We can break that cycle of violence. Yeah. My kids, I, I love them to death, but they drive me crazy. And I think any, any parent can say that. 
I didn't have as many as Leonard, but <laughs> five, five is plenty. <laughs> and I love them to death, but when they bicker, I'm like, please, please. And it's for my own benefit. I'm like, I can't handle this anymore. But also, I want to teach them that, you know, we don't have to respond that way. And if, you know, you get bumped in the kitchen going to get a glass of water or something, uh, and the person doesn't apologize, you can get mad. You can even get back at them. Or you can respond in the opposite spirit and say, oh, I'm sorry, was I in the way? You know, I'm trying to teach them how to navigate the world so that they're being positive, that they're putting forth love instead of um, putting forth reaction. Because... That's the, that's the easy way. You know, what Jesus had said here, you know, love your enemies, that's hard. It's easy to hate them. It's easy to get angry. It's easy to strike back. It's hard to bless when you've been cursed. And, um, and so we will find ourselves in those moments and... My first point, discerning the situation or the season. Um, And it doesn't need to be a long deliberation, but we have the Holy Spirit within us. We have God's presence guiding us. We have the grace of Jesus Christ empowering us. Kendra would never do this, but she comes storming in my office and just start yelling at me for something dumb that I did. She would never do this because she's very kind, but I'm just creating a a scenario that would never happen. Um, And (laughs) in that moment, I could, and I bet it would happen, my blood pressure would rise. I would, you know, I tend to be more mild-mannered, but... I bury things deep. And so, but I could, I could match her in her anger or whatever. Or in a split second, I could go, something is off. And take a moment just to say, step back. It just takes a split second to step back and say, something's not right here. Lord, what do we do? And, and it's in that moment where we choose. Are we going to go with the visceral <clears throat> that's welling up? Or can we say, Holy Spirit, give me peace? And all that can be in a split second. We can discern the situation. Or even it's a long, dry summer, and we don't see the fruitfulness yet, and we're getting tired we can discern the season and say, okay, Lord, what do we do? How do we keep going? How do we see this crop or this school, these kids, our family? How do we see it to the next place? Um, and so we can discern the season. <laughs> In John four thirty-five to 38, 
Jesus says, don't you have a saying? It's still four months until harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now the one who reaps draws a wage and and harvests a crop for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. Sometimes we don't see what's there and we need Jesus to help us. He's the, in this story, the disciples are running around crazy trying to, to manage this, this event. He shows up in Samaria and talks to a woman and everybody's like, what's going on? People are coming. They're, they're having, you know, Jesus is teaching and healing and doing all this. And the disciples don't know what's going on. And he says, pause, look. And I believe in that moment, they say, oh, oh, okay. So we can take a moment to discern. And we have the Holy Spirit. We can say, Lord, what's going on? And he can say, pause, look. Then I don't have to yell at Kendra. Not that I ever would. I hope not. (laughs) 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 And so after we discern the situation, discern the season, we have an opportunity to recognize the need. So I'm just going to keep playing with with the Kendra scenario. And I only picked you because you're sitting right in front of me. It could have been um, Pat. It could have been Dennis. could have been Hector. What about me? It could have been you too, Danielle. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It could have been any of you. But continuing in this scenario, so Kinder's upset, and somehow I, I tap into the grace of Jesus, and I'm like, okay, something's not right here. But there is a need. Sometimes when somebody comes to us and they're upset, there's a need that needs to be met. There's something that's not right, unmet expectations, something that needs to be fulfilled, and... Um, And it just takes asking the question, which, you know, is different, but it's putting yourself in their shoes and like, is there something I can do? Do we need to talk? Um, did I do something? Or actually, what did I do? If in that scenario, Kendra's mad at me, what did I do? And it takes a bit of humility to step out and then put yourself in someone else's shoe to recognize that there, there's a need there. But back to do to others what you'd have them do to you. Sometimes we need to stand in the gap for somebody else. 
we need to meet them with the grace of Jesus and meet them where they can't see the next step. And it's not anything derogatory about them. It's, I hope that if I'm in that situation, you would do that for me. It's a do unto others, you know. And, um, and so when we, we can recognize the need, um, Pastor Stewart said something last week. He's like, I want to speak the words of Jesus. And so the, like, the supporting scriptures that I have this morning, they're all the words of Jesus because I can talk and talk and talk, but if I'm not talking the words of Jesus, I, that, that, was, that was something I was feeling back there. It's like, Lord, give me the words of Jesus. I want to speak the words of Jesus this morning. And so in recognizing the need in Mark 6.34, uh, oh, I just clipped it. It's part of a larger passage where he, um, he says to his disciples, we're, we're tired. Let's go away and get some rest. And so they hop in a boat and they go to the other side of the lake and they get there and lo and behold, there's a crowd. The word of, of um, Jesus' renown had just started to spread like wildfire. And they thought, you know, Jesus was, he, he recognized the need. We are wiped out. We need a rest. Let's go, let's go chill for a bit. But they get there and it says, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like a sheep without a shepherd. And so he began to teach them. And um, when we have the presence of God in our lives, we can have compassion for one another. And so in, in this instance, you know, Jesus, he began to teach them and in other similar stories in the Gospels, he would feed them. He would heal them. You know, as the need came up, he would, he would do those things. And, um, and so when, when we pause and recognize the need, you know, Jesus is there to help us meet that need. And that's, that's my next point. Employing your resources. And I put your, I could have said employing God's resources, which is true, but God has made us a steward of the resources he's given us. And he expects us to use those resources as if they are our own. And so I left it employing your resources because... We're not unequipped. We're not alone. Um, it says, blessed are those who are, who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven, that is God's realm. That is God's people. That is everything 
That's God's presence. And anything and everything that God touches, which is anything and everything, is available for us. Personally, I struggle with um, a mindset that will look at lack before it looks at um, prosperity is not the word, right word. I'm uh, plenty. I, I see the glass half empty when I could see it half full. And that's one of my works of pro- in progress. You know, um, I struggle to say yes before, and maybe it's because I have five kids. Dad, no. I didn't even ask. No. The answer is no. And so, what was that? You know what they're going to ask. Oh, yeah. Kendra said, you know what they're going to ask? Yeah, you already do, You already know. But um, sometimes you have to let the request be made because it's honoring to the person, whether you feel like you can fulfill it or not. That's a little... Little side, but <laughs> aside, but um, but still, again, not not so much. Do to others as you'd have them do to you, you know. Um, you may th- think you have a need that you may not actually have because you you're looking at it from a different perspective. And um, my girlfriend Kathy. She, she always brings a different perspective. We were on the phone last night talking about an issue, and she, thought, she said, well, what about this? And I'm like, you're right. And it completely changed my heart. It completely changed the way I looked at it. The anxiety that I was feeling in the moment completely just resolved. And I'm like, okay. And um, it's, it's honoring to hear somebody make a request and then say, well, what about this? It's wisdom. It's employing a resource that you have that the other person doesn't have. And it's spirit-led. I believe the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us all the time with ways that we can bless one another in things that seem completely mundane. Um, And that's... I was going to go off on a tangent, maybe just a little little bit... Um, I believe that's where God meets us most, is in the mundane. Just in the everyday, in the insignificant. And we don't even recognize it most of the time. Pastor Stewart mentioned a uh, missionary um, to the Philippines in the 50s who wanted to experience God's presence every minute of every day. 
And that, I've, I read that same book that he was um, referring to, and that is hard work. It is, you know, and we can try, and I commend you if you try. Or uh, I had put it in, the, in my little newsletter that if we need a touch of God's presence, all we need to do Breathe. I breathe in God's presence. And I breathe out his love. And just even in doing that, I felt my blood pressure go down just a touch. I felt the infilling of God's presence just a little bit more. And... um, So my encouragement this morning is simple. We have the ability to stand in the gap. We have the ability to love others who, um, in a way that we would want them to love us. And, but what it, what it takes is recognizing God's presence as often as we can. And when we're not actively trying to recognize God's presence, just believing that God's presence is here now, um, there's never a time where God is not. There's never a time when God's presence isn't here. So, um, that's, that's my encouragement for us this morning. Let's love one another and um, do unto others as they'd have them do unto you. <laughs> and I'm going to make a, I have 10 minutes. I'm going to make a quick transition. We're going to take communion this morning. Um, it is the first weekend of the month. And um, first, first Sunday of the month, first weekend, yeah. And that's uh, our tradition is to take communion. And um, Doug and Maureen are going to pass out the, the elements. So as you're receiving the elements, um, there's a, the, the classic passage that most churches use 1 Corinthians 11. And um, my iPad died and I had it written down on there, which I didn't have it on my... (laughs) um, I'll pull it up on my phone real quick. Um, well, in First Corinthians eleven is the is the classic passage. But as we're eleven twenty three, but as we're looking at the bread this morning, um, there's a passage in First Corinthians ten talking about um, he he's teaching them about idols and feasts and and different practices. 
And he says this one thing that whenever I take communion and I'm holding this, well, we have a a cracker. Sometimes you have actual bread. Um, It says, because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all share the one loaf. And I have a half of a cracker. At one point, it was a whole cracker. And the last time I did communion, I actually bought the big Masa wafers. And, and it's an image that we are the body of Christ, and the body of Christ is represented in the bread. And when Jesus, during his passion, suffered the humiliation he did. His body was broken. But, and by his wounds we are healed. His brokenness is for our wholeness. But I also want us to recognize that as we all take this bread together, it is an act of solidarity. It's an act of unity. It's an act of love that we are claiming that we are the body of Christ. And spiritually, the wafer, the cracker, the loaf, spiritually is reconstituted into a whole. And that's where we also find our wholeness in God's family. So, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you did suffer for us. Lord Jesus, I thank you that your word says that by your wounds we are made whole. And so, Lord, as we take this, we do this out of love for you. We do this out of love for one another. And we remember what you did. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's take the bread. And we have the cup this morning. Represents the blood of Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus that you know, in, our, in our sacred reading this morning, Jesus gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. It is by the shed blood of Jesus that our sins are forgiven. So Jesus, we thank you this morning. Again, we thank you that you died on the cross. We thank you that your shed blood forgives us of sin. And so, Lord, as we take this, we do this wanting to be a people redeemed, wanting to be eager to do what is good in your name. So, Lord, we take this now in Jesus' name.
Thank you, everyone. It's an honor for me to talk to you. And um, we have lunch. I think we're going to eat outside because it's a gorgeous day. And um, But before we do that, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. And everyone online, thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, we're going to sign off. And uh, and Lord bless you as well. Have a great day. Talk to you soon.